Welcome to the Radical Traveler Podcast, coming at you from Hue City, Vietnam. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brad Hirsch. My Vietnamese name is Bao. I've been traveling the world for close to 20 years here. Yo fui a Lima, Peru, como voluntario y aprendí castellano. Desde ahí, decidí que quería aprender la lengua portuguesa. Sería mi próxima aventura. Uchula se kutanghua, uchula Taiwan y gaiyue. Posturi tol italiano autonomamente paran. Pompai prate tai fukat muy tailao. And I feel like I'll be here for the rest of my life. My every morning starts with a 2-2-2 plan. Heck, yay! I thought about him. I like cafe. Two bottles of beer. The biggest secret to success. Happy wife. Happy life. I'll be in this beautiful city forever. We zoom back to our sit-down with a couple of my heroes, Martino, the financial consultant, and Travis in digital marketing, both self-made free radicals. First, we dig into finding a new business to focus on. Outside of the obvious, English teaching or opening a restaurant, there's infinite ways to do it. But we lay out a handful of those options, including the clothing industry, drop shipping, consulting and coaching. But really, how to focus on being on the edge of trends, how to adapt what you're already good at to help others. Next, we get into types of large-scale work abroad programs, including the remote year, work away, and house sitting. Further, we discuss collaboration with other nomads, finding business partners and meetup groups. Why is Vietnam strikingly the perfect place to be right now? Following that, actual examples of why and how you could switch your current job to be more remote. Then, we actually get into taxes, everyone's favorite. Why and how can your tax savings alone pay for your life abroad? This is true for a lot of people. How about you? Finally, how diversity of work equates to stability in your life. We hope you really enjoy the Digital Nomad Lifestyle, Part 2. business, more than digital nomads. If you're interested in, in business, this is another way to be, uh, not digital nomads, but, but digital entrepreneur, right. so living uh, outside of your country, living your country. It's big opportunities right now here. Mm-hmm. Some people that they have no idea, but have money, can also decide to say, ah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel there and look around. And maybe you can find a, a big opportunity. I'm sure that they will. Uh, so it's not necessary to say, oh, okay, I want to be, I want to go there, travel, living on the beach, uh, I like Vietnam or Thailand or, or what else. But yeah, I don't want to study. I don't want to reinvent myself. Okay, I have uh, $50,000. Uh, I don't want to study. Okay, let's check around what $50,000 can buy uh, or business. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. You don't need that, yeah. The problem with $50,000 now and then coming to Vietnam is that that is going to give you an easy five years 
it's going to take you four and a half years to start thinking about starting a business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because, because, you, because that's, that's the problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but if your point is, okay, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know, I did all my life, the, uh, I was a soldier, for example. Mm-hmm. And now I'm tired of it, I have some money, and I don't want to learn how to build uh, uh, websites or, right, right, right. or trading or uh, teaching or stuff, because, yeah, I don't feel like. I just you know, do my business and stay in peace. With more money, you can do it. Right. You, can, you can even do it, uh, still do it right now. Right. I don't know of other cities exactly. Maybe in ways it's going to be easier for, mm. for more time. Uh, in the Nang, is many ways to change your life to do it. Uh, now we are three people with three different ways to do it. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. And uh, if we invite two more people, mm. two more different ways. Different ways, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah the, the whole point is get out of your comfort zone and mm. try. And acknowledge, you can just go to Google and type in like, Ways of making money online. Yeah, you can spend a Saturday on that and you'll see a hundred ideas. And I did want to cover this one because I actually have direct firsthand experience in this one. 3D pop-up cards. Now, okay, this sounds like a simple idea and it is. In Vietnam here, I saw these cards that you open up and they like, they have like a full flower or a bridge or a boat or a tower of, uh, but, uh, but they were so cool. And these fools, uh, they only wanted a dollar a piece. And that's that's in the expensive street. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably find someone selling them for 50 cents. That's just it. Because they speak Vietnamese, uh, I went around and started asking them, so where do you get these from? I make them myself. No, you don't. They're no, you don't. Yeah, 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 bullshit. Yeah, these are laser cuts, sir. Yeah, uh, where's the laser cutter? Well, well, I get them from this source. Call, 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 call. Uh-huh. I found the source in Saigon. And uh, I ended up buying them, and actually, uh, the base cost is low, uh, or is is only eighty five cents, ninety cents a pop. Uh, anyway, I ended up getting two hundred of these. All right, so far so good. So let's just say it cost me one hundred eighty bucks. So far so good. But I went back to America. I sold them three for twenty bucks, which is basically <laughs> seven bucks a pop. Yeah, and, and I, I thought you were going to say five a piece. Nope, this is higher. Three for twenty, <laughs> man. So. I didn't even try. I didn't even do the fulfillment by Amazon. I didn't even uh, mess with any detail. Nope, 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 nope. I just walked around to people and I just said, hey, uh, three for 20. Oh, I got 20 bucks. Great. I've never seen these in my life. Done. And I'm making six bucks a piece times 200. Do the math. Yeah, I got some free flights back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. And the amount of effort it took for me, it was fun. You know, to connect this up, order these, get them from here, guess what people would like and sell them. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. Bottom line, I did really well uh, with this whole line of work because I was able to partner up with these things. Now, I also bring this up because there's a tremendous number of Western people that also do exactly that. That means get things manufactured in Vietnam and then sell them in other countries. And you can do so through like drop shipping, sending over one big crate at a time. You could do this with, let's say, fake coach purses if you wanted to, theoretically. But you could do this with pop-up cards. You could do this with shoes. As a matter of fact, shortly, we're about to go and visit a textile factory. The North Face is manufactured here. Yeah, so it's made in North Face in Vietnam. You want, if you want a North Face backpack, it will cost you $12 American. I looked up that backpack online seeing what they're charging for Americans, and it's like $87. Now, the problem is, of course, those damn laws... Yeah, I, Travis Schneider, am not going to be able to sell North Face products uh, because I'm not a licensed North Face distributor and I don't have a 
But in New Zealand, they don't have those laws. I guess it's a little bit more relaxed. Oh, yeah. So there are people that are buying North Face backpacks, not even from the factory, not even from the source. They're going into, into a, a store, retail store. They're going into a retail store, buying North Face products and reselling them for New Zealand, and that's how they live their life. Yeah. You know, and how hard do you got to work for that? Right. I bet if you, because again, if you partner with Vietnamese people, all you got to do is like uh, talk to a Vietnamese supplier seller guy and be like, eh, just send a crate. Just send a crate to this address in uh, New Zealand, horse around with all the details, blah, blah. They'll, they'll line that up for you. So, in effect, you got to send an email. Obviously, send the money at some point. But fundamentally, uh, you know, they'll send them all the way over to whatever fulfillment center that you want. And you can sit back and just kick some ass and basically deal with, like, an email a month. This whole four-hour work week thing is totally possible in Vietnam if you leverage these differences. Mm -hmm. Now, I did want to emphasize North Face, made in Vietnam. Target, ugly sweaters, made in Vietnam. Work uniforms, you know, like the do the white doctor uniform thing, you know, that you see doctors wear with the pockets here, <laughs> made in Vietnam. Uh -huh. You might have heard of the brand Under Armour, all made in Vietnam. Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen clothes before? Yeah. They're made in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These people are expanding. Now, and, and, and also, as a data point here, this uh, Shonha company, 10 years ago, they had one plant making clothes. And we're talking like minimum order 10,000. Okay. So like they make some goddamn clothes. I mean, mm -hmm. screen printed, knitted, whatever you want, right? 10 years ago, they had one plant. Five years ago, they had one plant. Three years ago, they had three plants. Now they have nine. Yeah, they're not fucking around. Okay, like, and, and by the way, they are all 100% capacity. Right. Like, uh, they are screaming for workers everywhere they can. If you want a job, you just head out that direction, call it a day, and you're laughing. Arbitrage, make money on the difference, whether mm -hmm. that's a difference in percentages or a difference in the cost between the two. Yeah. So when you yeah. say... The dreaming of every trader. Yeah, yeah the dreaming <laughs> of every trader. But it's, it's just everywhere here because the Vietnamese people are really good at what they can do, but bless their hearts, no matter how intelligent they are, no matter how awesome they are, there is no way they're going to meet buyers in Italy. Right. Period. I mean, just normally speaking. And likewise, there's no way that the buyers in Italy are going to meet the Vietnamese manufacturer. So by, by all you got to do is show up mm -hmm. and uh, meet those people, meet those people, Sit back, make some good friends, have some beer, of course. Right. And uh, yeah, we'll take 10,000, uh, you know, doctor's uniforms and want to send them to this place. Can you do the shipping on our behalf? Perfect. That means I don't even have to touch it. Right. You guys do all the work, set everything up. Perfect. And uh, even if you make 1%, you know, commission on the deal, you're laughing. That is everywhere. Clothes is an example. The backpacks is an example. But there's countless examples. Medicine, I was also working with medicine right now. I can export some uh, really good natural medicine that they have here and not mm -hmm. in Europe. So, yeah. So, by simply being geographically located in Vietnam, you have access to these different things, you know, quite easily. And be open mind, of course. Well, obviously, uh, yeah. yeah. I know that I told a lot of time this, but I think this is the big difference because, yeah, you always have bread. For him, it's easy because it's like everybody's friend. It's going to be a major of the software. In like two days, I think, but not everybody is like him that uh, to make friends. So for these people, it's going to be more difficult, but still a lot of opportunities. If you decide to change your life, change for good and be more like bread. 
So if you're going to change it for good, then, then learn a skill that has a market value. You don't want to say, just like minimum wage jobs, you don't want to stay at the low-hanging fruit job or the whole low, low, the thing that you can do in two days. Start there if you have to, and then learn something that takes skill and time and energy. And then you'll have that forever. Yeah. Right. The rest of your- I agree. I did the same with finances. I was doing a completely different job. Studying at night for uh, yeah. like something like ten years, uh, worth it. And you know, by the way, speaking of unique skills, like we can talk about the skills that we have and the ways that we make money, but it's infinitely big. There's one guy who's like really good at playing StarCraft Two. He basically coaches people how to play StarCraft Two. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. He's living in Saigon right now, and that's what he does. That's the he gets a, <laughs> that's the dream. He gets a. You know, whatever his rate is, I don't remember, but let's say 20 bucks an hour, and he will review your StarCraft 2 games and commentate. Oh, well, what you didn't do is research and then give you tips, and then, uh-huh. like, all right, go play again and bring me back. That's all he does all goddamn day uh-huh. is teach people how to play StarCraft 2. But it's a specialized skill. The problem with him, though, is what's going to happen when people start playing, stop playing StarCraft 2. Yeah. Then he'll have to figure out some other game. Starcraft he'll figure, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll figure it out. But that's the thing. Now, now, obviously, in his home country, and I think he, Denmark is where he's from, in his home country, same problem. He would have to pull in like four grand a month. But living in Saigon, if he pulls in 1500 a month, hell, uh, he's just got to talk StarCraft like three hours a day. And then he can do whatever the hell else with his time. If he wanted to double down and work six hours a day, yeah, uh, he could point that I brought up is like, well, so people are stopping, are not playing it anymore. It doesn't matter. The idea is what matters. But the individual technique for how to make money isn't so much important as it is your mindset, mm-hmm. your willingness to give it a shot, and then your willingness to do it day in and day out to build the skill set. Mm-hmm. So he might have to not get out of the StarCraft 2 market, but find another, to do the exact same thing, find another game. He's already He already knows how to market himself. Mm-hmm. He already has the mentality to sit down and play a game and master it. He already knows what kind of uh, money he can bring in, reasonably speaking, given the audience. All that guy has to do is figure out how to play a different game and then coach that one. Right, right. And then also to be clear, when it comes to huge trends, for me personally, I don't like to follow huge, large-scale trends. Mm -hmm. To say this differently, I don't care what the number one YouTube person is or I don't care what the number one most popular backpack is because I'm not shooting for that. Mm -hmm. Because the number one most popular game already has the number one most number of teachers and helpers. What I want is something on the edge. Right. Because again, I don't have infinite time. I can't teach a thousand hours worth of stuff in a week. Right. That's not the point. I only need a tiny, 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 tiny piece. The man who teaches OSHA. Uh Well, that's a pretty tiny world, but he's the only guy. So finding some fringe stuff, you know, in in a lot of cases can be worth it. Right. They're talking about things that that aren't common. Large-scale work-abroad programs, okay? What that means is there already exists a lot of uh, terrific programs, terrific air quotes, in the world that allow a person to travel abroad. What this means is these are agencies that you pay money to, and they will help you travel the world. Now, a good example of this, they, the agency, will arrange all the minutia details and they will bring you to 12 separate countries on earth in which you can be a digital nomad 
And usually they do it in a group of like 50 people will move together huh. from uh, country to country. So one month, one month in Bali, one month in India, one month in uh, uh, Ukraine, one month in, uh, yes, Vietnam's on the list. Oh, yeah. South America. And by the way, I have nothing against these folks. Overall, in general, it's a good program. Again, they handle all the airline tickets, where to stay, all the details, language teaching, and they have guides ready to go for you. So if your only goal is to travel the world and go to 12 months and make this all happen and then build your business, this is a way to do it, okay? And it's maybe a decent way for a lot of people. Not for me. I wouldn't would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's why I would do it. Okay. You're spending now a lot of time traveling, getting reacquainted, setting up your nest, getting into the habit. Uh, now you're in a different time zone. Now the people that you're working with are in other time zones. They have to shift to your time zone, and you got to shift back to theirs. Your sleep schedule is screwed up. How many days a month are you going to spend you're just dealing with a, probably 10 days a month? And then on top of that, once you're done with all that, you still need to work and produce income. So now you're in India, let's say, for 30 days. Well, you're, re you're spending 10 days of those readjusting and getting your life back together. Exactly. And then you're spending several hours a day in your room anyway, not visiting yeah. India. And by the time you start barely getting used to the idea that you're in India, it's time to leave again. I love here. I meet the perfect woman. The yeah, you meet a chick. Yeah. Oh, no, we got to leave. <laughs> oh, I want to say, but they... Like twenty thousand dollars, so I need to finish my uh, my travel because maybe you you go back one year after the the, the ladies already married. Yeah, some some stupid uh, guy. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, who's uh, less beautiful than and, and good looking than you? Not more memorial. Everything is changed, and uh, you miss him. Why? Because uh, yeah, I must go in other nine countries that you don't care about it with people that is, you finish to hate. But yeah, uh, in my um, opinion, you guys spend six months minimum. If you're going to do digital nomad and live in a country, six months is the minimum. Two years is kind of my standard now. Now I know two years right. is kind of extreme. Yeah. But yeah, in, in my opinion, you don't have a, must not have time limit. No. You choose right. this. If you're, if the whole you're point is on. freedom, right? So now you're tied to a schedule yeah, for 49 other people. And I'm sure just because it's a group of people, there's going to be at least one or two extreme assholes. Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to hate. <laughs> Statistic. Right. Right. Yeah, right, right. So, right. You know. Oh, and by the by, this whole shooting match is 27 grand. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. Well, come to Vietnam, live for three years. Three years. <laughs> and that, 20, that 27 grand doesn't include spending money. Right. That's just so, tickets wow. and living. And I'm like, kind of insane. Yeah. Well, 2,000 bucks and you're going to third world countries only? Like, yeah, what are you doing with your other seven? It's a lot of plane tickets and hotel stays. Exactly. That's the problem. In reverse, if, you, if you're not sure what are you doing, you can do, for example, work away. Uh -huh. I don't know if everybody you know work away is a website. You can um, maybe do some work from some hotel or some people that uh, must leave your house, house and they have the dogs or cats to take care of. So ah, uh, okay. basically you're interchanging some hours of your day of uh, work in exchange of place to stay and uh, some food. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen some, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to explore different countries, different cities in the same country without spending almost anything. Uh, if you're not sure, so, yeah, okay, I want to be a digital nomad, but um, I don't have very big income at this moment, or I still have to build this, but I want to I check out if Vietnam is, is work for me. Yeah, okay, workaway.com. Yeah, look, I want to go to where? In where? This, this hostel is looking for a part-time uh, cleaner. 
in exchange is offering uh, one meal per day and accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can show up with zero is what you're saying. Show up with nothing and already have like... Shoot, my monthly expenditures just went down to $360 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in in the very first second, you want want to have a lot of friends. A lot of contacts, not just with expat, but also with Vietnamese people because the owner of the hostel, they are Vietnamese normally. Most of the personnel there is Vietnamese, so it's easy to to do everything. You want to meet other people like you that is traveling, but maybe have a don't have a lot of money or is not sure, yeah, it's a super soft way to, to arrive in a new country. Go to the website, you're going to see many, many, many offers. Also, another one is called the House Sitter, if I remember well. It's uh, like this, but even better because uh, you just take care of the house. If, if, if I have a house here and uh, I go three months in Italy, for example, to see my family, they say, okay, I want somebody trust uh, that I know the person, so the website guarantee for you. And they take care of my house, of my cat, when the three months I'm away. How sitting? You don't pay anything to live. You see, there are many ways to, to, to travel, to find opportunities. Digital Nomad Institute. Yeah, that's really useful. I think that'll be useful for other folks. And they pay you to learn how to be a digital nomad using their skills on a class project that brings in profit for you and them. <laughs> right on. Free tuition. Right. So there's options for people. If you have no idea where to start, where to begin and what to do. Well, I'm biased, so I'm going to say, call me, okay? This is what I do, and I consult. And by the way, my first uh, consulting session is free. I'm not a hard salesman here. Right. But uh, but I love helping folks. Now, option two is dropping 27 grand. <laughs> you're going to be running your business ineffectively if you're traveling all the time and getting used to new cities and making new friends. Right. Like, so much of your time is going to get wasted. I don't recommend that. Anytime I hear, oh, yeah, they pick your flights and choose your hotels for you, I'm just like, yeah, but I could do that for cheaper. Yeah, right. you're not saving me time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got a deal for all of you guys for 26 grand. You can pay me and I'll sort you out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting a deal. So, okay, talking about other, other topics here. Here's a big one, and this is where you come in. Meeting other digital nomads. This is a big one, my friends. This is a very, very, very big one. In my hometown of, let's say, Austin, Minnesota, I have never met a digital nomad, which is to say a person who purely works on their computer and that's it, let alone is doing international business and so forth. It's a rare day. If you were to meet a thousand people in my hometown, probably zero are an uh, online digital nomad. With that said, if you were to go to Da Nang, Vietnam, and you were to go around and meet a thousand foreigners, expats, white people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a third, you <laughs> know, uh, or probably more are all digital entrepreneurs, suitcase entrepreneurs, freelancers, you know, doing their thing. That means you're going to be meeting folks who are doing all kinds of unique businesses all over. Maybe you meet one guy who makes websites, one woman who does uh you know, marketing and then logo creation. And then you meet another guy who is a voiceover expert. And then you meet like a musician. Yeah, you meet them all in one day over a few beers. So it's reasonable to create, you know, like this collaborative. And, things know, you've, and jobs you've never heard of. Oh, only, yeah. Oh, only, yeah. Because, only because offices are going so remote these days. You can do so many things. You can just have people who are just purely corporate white-collar workers, and they're just working straight from their computer, remotely. In this case, very remotely. Yeah, <laughs> 12 time zones. It doesn't get further. 12 time zone further away, you're closer. Yeah. 
In fact, I did want to throw out real quick, uh, meetup.com, for example, in Saigon. I mean, if you are into, this is a thing, by the way, Google it. If you're into like AI engineering and also into cryptocurrencies, let's just say, yo, there is actually AI programming meetup group. What that means is three times a week, a bunch of AI researchers, writers, and digital nomads get together to meet other AI programming digital nomads in Saigon and, of course, have beer, as you would. Yeah, that's a thing. In my hometown, no way. Right. But in Saigon, guaranteed. Right. No matter what you're into. So what's been your experience in terms of collaboration and meeting people that other, yeah, other digital nomads? Same as Brad, in my own company in Italy, you will not find this nomad at all, at all. Um, here, I meet, uh, I don't know how many every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. one year. It's... Uh, actually, uh, Danang is one of the three biggest uh, digital nomads uh, destination in Asia. Uh, you have Chiang Mai in Thailand, Bali, and, uh, and Danang. The three places where most digital nomads are going right now. So yes, uh, I go every day from work from coffee shop, and every day I speak with somebody who's doing something interesting. And also, I met like a couple of traders, and uh, with one of them, uh, maybe we're not gonna start a collaboration. We we will see. A part of the business stuff, is, of course, is, is super useful to meet other people for build business and stuff. But also for personal life, it's great. You're you're meeting people in your same way, thinking mm. your same things, leading your lifestyle. Not somebody mm. else's style. And, uh, in Italy, I, will, I always have a different lifestyle of my friends. Not better, not worse, different. It's another thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm better than them because I did not. Or they're better than me because no, I don't care about better or worse. But we have different ideas, different priorities, different way to see things. Here is a lot easier to find people that is my, my same way. My same way. Right, that you uh, can work with. Yeah, I can work with or just have a beer with, and, but we understand each other. With my Italian friend, we are speaking a different language. Every time I go back and see my historical friends, I love them. I love them more than ever. Yeah, well, we are from different race. Right. It's so different. So, okay, we, we, talk, we talk about our old friends, but what are you doing now? How are you doing? What's your future? There are topics that uh, with many of them I can, I can do because they are simply, we are different. With, with the digital nomads, yeah, we are the same. We are doing the same uh, basic goal. Yeah. 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 So it's very good for everything. That's my opinion. Yeah, it is one of the reasons I choose Danang for. Right, right. And, and Danang is a great example, again, because this is growing <coughs> super fast. And I mean, and again, to be clear, no matter what you're into, if you're into acro yoga, yeah, you're going to meet like 500 people that are also into acro yoga, probably vegan, probably, you know, don't shave their legs. And if you want to do like an acro yoga collaboration video with like a hundred people in it. Yeah. In hometown and small town America, impossible. In Danang, easy. When I was in Danang, I just stayed there for completely unrelated reasons. I wasn't looking to network. There were two girls working at my hostel. One of them was working on designing a website with someone from, so he's from Denmark, let's just say, and they're designing a website for tourists actually coming to Vietnam. And the design was great, so I got his information. Then I'm on my, I was on my way to go to a cafe that sold Western food. And in this cafe that sold Western food, there was a long table, and there's a guy sitting at this table talking about their database software that they're working on for their American company. So they're working for an American company, earning an American salary, but they work 
basically in this uh, cafe, which turns out one of the men working at that cafe, mm. his Vietnamese wife owns the cafe. Boom. And uh, yeah, and so I wasn't looking to actually network with digital nomads, expats, but I accidentally, <laughs> accidentally out of the million or thousands and thousands in cafes, it was a good place for foreigners. And so then they invited me to a whole house where a bunch of entrepreneurs live and they all make money different ways, working on networking, software engineers. They host an event once every Sunday or something like that, where all the people in Danang, whoever wants to come, can talk about whatever projects they're working on. So they, they, there's an old adage, if I have a dollar and you have a dollar and we switch, we both still have a dollar. But if I have an idea and you have an idea and we switch, we both have two ideas. Right, right, right. Right. It's that same idea, but uh, scale it up. Right. Yeah, here's 10 people here with 10 different ideas. So hell, if you don't have any skills whatsoever, oh, yeah. if you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know how you're going to make money, if you've never really use the computer to any high degree at all. You could just come to this entrepreneur shop, sit in the corner, and a year later, you'll have an idea, oh, people yeah. to work with, <laughs> money, and during that year, build up everything you need to know, including the network of people and the distribution yeah. to become mm-hmm. a non-English teaching digital model. Right. In- inevitably, there's going to be someone that needs your, your skill, whatever that happens to be, for something. Right. Are you able to do data entry? That means, are you literate in the English language? <laughs> Terrific. Perfect. I hate that. I would pay someone to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Read this text and type it here. That's it. I, I mean, it, I would love to have a bunch of people that have no idea what the hell they want to do in life, and they want to be a digital nomad, but have no idea how to do it. Perfect. You're hired. Yeah. Oh, I will train you. You'll make, yeah. you'll make a little bit less money than me at first, but I'll pay you the little less money. You don't have to, and I'll train you to do it as the year or years go by. You'll be so skilled and proficient that you won't make less money than me. You'll start your own start thing. Start your own thing. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's worth underscoring, by the way, that the way the world is moving right now, there is infinite opportunity and infinite money in the digital space. Uh What that means is I am delighted to sit around and teach a thousand people how to make money online. I'll teach a million. I'll actually open up my entire book, every secret, everything that I do. And I would gladly share that with everyone on earth for free. Uh-huh. Uh, in order for them to make money. Because you know what? They're not really going to compete with me anyway. Right. Because the total number of customers is infinite. If I teach a million people how to do exactly what I do, well, well I'll just move spaces if there's competition. Yeah, you don't, put a, you don't put a dent right. in the demand. Right. It's the same with my, my field. No problem. You're competing against a big banker, big, big banker investment. Right. So, yeah, it's so the partners, not competitors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can teach to how many people I want, but will not uh, affect my or my my ability to make money because we are opposite to the big bank. So yeah, and uh, stuff. And talking about uh, teaching, I told that I will teach how I trade in the future. My trading stuff, my trading ideas. I, I, I will teach to diversify my my income. Okay, and be a digital nomad for this is very good. Uh, why? Because for example, today I met Travis that is doing website. So just five minutes before, uh, I said, yeah, website. I'm going to need a website in the future. Let's talk about it. Right. And one minute before, I was, I was talking about when I'm going to send a client an invoice for work that I did while I was having 
breakfast with him, and while we were getting ready for the live stream, I'm doing the whole live stream thing, but then I'm putting my face down on my phone, answering questions, and then the guy that I hired to do the work, sending him messages, sending the client messages, uh, and yep, I'm billing an hour for that, and I'm talking about when I'm going to invoice. And then Brad was like, okay, we're starting the live stream. We're like, uh-huh, just one. Oh, okay, and now we're going to talk right. about the thing that I was just doing. Yeah, you, right? you just got paid. <laughs> right. You know, you build an hour's worth of work while sitting here on your phone occasionally and casually. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yep. And that's not weird to me at all. When I'm uh, going out to lunch with my friends here in Hawaii City, like Sam, for example, he uh, occasionally, like let's say once every 20 minutes, he'll be like, pardon me, phone out, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, phone back. Yep. He just made 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, like, uh, oh, this person, this group wants a private car from this city to this city. And that's just happens to be his gig. Oh yeah. I can line this up. I have an auto response message. Okay. Sent this here with the cheers on the bottom end. And then as soon as I sent that to them, three minutes later, they sent me confirmation forward to the hotel and then they book everything. And then the private car will pick them up and everyone has everyone's phone numbers and life is good. Done. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty bucks, and you can count it in number of taps. <laughs> there was probably less than thirty taps of the screen. Uh-huh. Now he is digital nomad, arguably, but he also partners with Vietnamese people and works with Vietnamese companies and so forth. And so he's the middleman between foreigners and Vietnamese companies. Great, and, and he's killing it, just crushing it. Uh, he's making like two grand a month. He makes more money than like all of the other Vietnamese people at his company combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not uncommon. Yeah, it's not uncommon. And a lot of days he doesn't even show up in the office. Now, he just goes to a coffee shop or goes to a bar and then orders beer and coffee and sits there. And, yep, every 10, 20 minutes, pulls <laughs> on his phone. Tap, 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 tap. Ah. That's normal out here. So what we're really talking about here, this digital nomadism, if you play your cards right, and if you are good at what you do, and if you can do something different that Vietnamese people can't or other normal people can't, if you've got something to offer people and you have a certain skill set, you can make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or I think there are another way. For example, some people say, okay, but uh, I don't want, I don't, I don't like risk. I don't, I'm not a, like an open, ah, open person. Right. I don't want to go there and meet people, people and do, and do this. I want to be sure. I, want, I need my safety. So uh, are you sure that your actual job, you can't do it by remote, by computer? Many of the jobs today, you can do it. You can just speak with your boss and say, yeah, okay, you give me 3,000 bucks every month, give me half, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I don't show in the office. No, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, if you have a big meeting sometimes, uh, yeah, uh, once a year I come back home to to the, all this meeting, all the personal stuff. But most of the job you can do absolutely remotely. Your your, um, your boss, if he's open minded, will be very happy to pay you less money mm-hmm. and don't take you in the office. And also, he must understand that it's better for him too, because mm-hmm. if everybody works by remote, he doesn't doesn't have to pay the office. He's gonna spend less for the employees, less for, for everything. You know, I don't know anything about America. Now in Italy, as I would say, it's all people mentality. Mm-hmm. So ah. this thing is not going to be a reality for a long time because they have this idea, if you don't show in the office, you're not working. This is the idea. Which but is partially true. Yeah, especially for Italians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be a little fair. Well, okay. And, and actually, that's a good segue because um, my sister, uh, she is an account executive, which is, air quotes, 
a saleswoman, basically. So she has a bunch of, and she sells plumbing equipment and home supplies, stuff like that. Great. But really, in reality, she is about 80, 90% over the phone. And then when people call her up, she obviously bangs out the order, puts everything all in, handles this and that, does her stuff on her little, you know, web portal or whatever. Great. And she is super good at it, by the way, and loves it, by the way, and then doing a terrific job. But this is a perfect example. She is obligated to live in Minneapolis, Minnesota under the circumstances. That's where the company is based. If she were to approach her boss and say, hey, I'm already 90% over the phone and online, and me being in the office is a superfluous, tiny little difference. Either way, I'm on the phone. What if I transition to 100% online? That means that last 10% you give to somebody else, and you cut my wage in half, which works out to be like $3,500 a month. From the perspective of her boss in America, the American boss would be like, wait a second, I pay you half of what you were looking at before? And uh, and really, you do all the same, well, 90% of exactly the same stuff. And it's the 90% that actually earns the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 10%, I can get over that. From, from the boss's perspective, that's a terrific deal. Right. But from my sister's perspective, that's uh, a terrific Yeah, ter- terrific error. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden, she can come to Vietnam and she needs what a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month to get she by. She doesn't need that, but that's just that's just that, I mean, that, let's throw out a number, right? But she's pulling in thirty five hundred, right? She's crushing it, right? Now eighty grand in America after tax and after expenses, you're okay. I mean, you're okay. Yeah, right. you're, you're making it, but half of that. Forty-five grand in uh, in Vietnam. Now you're crushing it. Right. Oh yeah, you're rich, rich, rich. I'm talking like you could have a twenty-four hour on-call masseuse. You know, you could have personal servants. You know, you could have living servants easy. Oh, easy, yeah. easy. Like the most high-class baller, like gangster, is what your lifestyle would be like. And actually, in reality, my sister under this particular theoretical situation would end up working less than she is right saving more Uh saving two to three grand a month let's say two grand a month and would be living a baller lifestyle because of this little switch oh i I would go back to america she could still do that get a similar job but now she would have uh, tens of thousands in her bank account Right, and we're talking about to half the price, which is not in theory is not fair because you are doing the same job. So half the price is to to convince the boss to do it. But you could ask for eighty percent of the same yeah. instead of eighty. Uh, yeah, you, you could ask more. for sixty grand a year yeah. instead of yeah. ninety. The boss would yeah. still be like, uh-huh. sure. <laughs> you know, you are not forced to. You, you must show to the office, but in the in the time you you want, you need. Uh, they don't count the hours that you do. But just the result. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And so that's and that's typically, I mean, that's really how money works. Exactly. Money is an exchange of perceived value. Exactly. And a lot of people get it confused because they work hourly jobs. They think I make this money much money because of the hours I work. No, the company is paying you because they expect that within that hour, you're going to provide at least that amount of money worth of value. Exactly. So if you can provide the value without the hours in the job, then you should be able to negotiate the money. Yeah, this is the future of war. This is the future. It's happening already a lot in America yeah. where because we have so many taxes, when you have an official employee 
in a company, all of a sudden you have to pay uh, health insurance taxes, FICA taxes. But employees are expensive, not just the money that you're paying them, but all the benefits that you have to pay and taxes you have to pay. That's why a lot of people are hiring independent yeah. contractors. Everyone's going independent contractor now. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. and I don't owe the Vietnamese government anything. I'm not a citizen here. Maybe they might change that one day, but for now, they have not yet changed that. I legally, according to all legal precedents, don't have to pay any taxes, period. Which is great. Yeah, um, that's, good that's very great. Yeah, and this is a big point. Maybe uh, it, it will do half your salary. Uh -huh. uh, right, but then you'll save the 33% in taxes. Yeah, so you're really so not yeah. half the salary. Now, to, to pull up some couple real examples, and, and because the tax thing, because of Swedish taxes, if you earn more than, let's say, 60 grand a year, their tax percentage gets ridiculous. Uh -huh. So uh, my buddy Yoki figured out that he just works six months a year <laughs> and gets like $59,000 <laughs> and then just stops working. Right. Peace. Right. And then he goes to the Philippines for six months a year. Right. And he got bored with working off for six months a year sitting on a beach, you know, just, just rich as hell. So then he decided to become a scuba diving instructor. So now he got Patty certified. So now times a week, he takes people out scuba diving. Oh, he's got to work a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, yeah, the poor guy. Actually, uh, to compare working six months a year versus working 12, as a matter of fact, when you're done with uh, expenses, you know, renting a house and having a car and all this in Sweden, actually, he comes out ahead. Uh -huh. He comes out ahead. So by not working six months a year in Sweden, he's nets more money at the end of the year <laughs> than if he were to work 12 months. Right. Isn't that weird? But that's true. Uh -huh. Now, similarly, if I were, let's just say, working online in America and I were making 80 grand a year in America working online as a consultant or otherwise, terrific. I am subject to American taxes, which would average out to be roughly... 35% or so-ish, mm -hmm. something like that. I'm just and it depends how you count taxes and what you're Which you can write off. Because you got sales and, tax, yeah. property tax, and other taxes yeah, that are yeah, kind yeah. of gotchas that you might yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, this isn't cut and dry, but no. let's say roughly 35%, 40%-ish, sure. we're in the neighborhood. Okay, so far so good. However, if I were to have that identical job and uh, live in Vietnam, they have that, uh, again, that tax break. Basically, they like you said, they give you your first 115 grand effectively as a write-off. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not in America anymore. You write off. Now you're still subject to, let's say, Social Security and Medicare, which is still going to be seven, seven and a half percent to 15 percent. Fine, but your basic state and federal income taxes will effectively be zero, which is a big deal. So what that means is. To use an apples to apples comparison, let's just say if you're making a hundred grand a year working online in America, well, 40 grand of it is going to disappear roughly. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're left with 60 grand. However, if you were to do exactly the same thing, but just live in Vietnam, it mm -hmm. drops to more like 15 grand or less. That's an, a magical extra like 25 grand that you just magically have. Because doing the same work for the same companies, doing earning the same money at the same bank, doing everything all identically because of the tax difference between the two. The numbers that I'm quoting is based on personal experience, speaking with accountants in America, actually doing my taxes while I'm here in Vietnam, 
So I'm just going off of what I what I know. Regardless of the exact number, the bottom line is by starting an online business and or being a digital nomad in Vietnam, you're better off than being a digital nomad in the United States because of the tax reasons. The difference is not small. You're, you're better off in not America than you are in America, right? Because you don't have to be in Vietnam. You could be in Ukraine again, and it's mm. the same rule that applies. Mm. You could do the 12-month jump around thing, too. Yeah, but yeah. you don't want to do that. I mean, theoretically, actually, if, if a per- If you're 20-year-old, you're very young. Yeah. Uh, hey, for the right person, that, that twenty-seven grand for that year abroad thing makes sense, you know, for the right person. As a matter of fact, once again, to use this example, if you're pulling in a hundred grand a year, actually tax savings alone, you're going to probably pay for itself. That is a very worthwhile thing to, to mention to folks that there are some solid reasons moving here. And yeah, taxes are one of them. I want the big number, buddy. What is the total number of dollars in taxes that will go from your bank account and your possession to the American government, IRS, in the year of 2019. Oh, maybe a thousand, because 15%? Right. Yeah, about a thousand dollars. Not too absurd. Right. Yeah. But uh, no, another number. When you were doing blue collar work, how much in taxes did you pay per year? I can't even tell you because it gets taken directly out of your check. I mean, you could look at it every day and then have it on a spreadsheet and have it on a chart. Ballpark, yeah, 10 or 15 grand a year. Right. And that's when I was making 45 grand a year. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So the right. Di- difference in taxes alone, mm-hmm. pay your expenses here in, in, in Vietnam. Right. Am I wrong in saying that? Or right. is that ballpark about right? That, that's about right, yeah. Right. But if I just kept my taxes, I could live here a year. Right. No problem. Right. And, and by the way, I, I'm advocating paying your tax and paying what you owe. Uh, okay, okay. I'm not about... Uh, no, sleeping. but the difference is you owe less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You legally owe less based on the American system in particular. Yeah, but but what's your thought on um, taxes? Do you pay less tax now than if you were in Italy? Or is it about the same? In theory, it's about the same. In practical, I pay less because the uh, Italian style, you know, it's not like America. Right. Let's say I got enough of your country if you... Or, no, yeah, that's the, the point is um, Italy is trying every day to secure all your money. And uh, yeah, living uh, outside of Italy is a good way to don't be so sad. Right. Uh, when I was there, more or less 50% of my income was in taxes. Here, living outside is, is different. I still have to pay them, but I, mm, I can use tricks to pay less. Right, right. Well, as we all can, and this is one of the tricks, yeah, that we're talking about. So a lot of people just straight up come out ahead, you know, once they get out here. The tax is a major one. Medical expense is a major one. In America, I would have to, like, rent an office, rent office space, rent desks, you know, and then I would have to be incorporated. Mm -hmm. And then I would have to ensure that, again, pay all my taxes surrounding it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, if I were to start a business in Vietnam... Well, we're sitting in my office right now. All uh-huh. right, we just start. Yeah, you want a desk? Sit there. No incorporation, no taxes, no rented space, no nope, nothing. I work from a coffee shop normally, yeah. or from the beach sometimes when the, the, the weather allows. So yeah, but even if you want a, an office, you I saw around you have co-working space, uh, offices with uh, very very small money every month. It's not, uh, That's right. That's right. By the way, uh, I did want to throw out there, I had a lot of folks ask about like WeWork or shared working space or co-working space and so forth. Makes sense 
from an American perspective. An American person, if you say, hey, we have a, um, you can rent just a desk at this place, and then you're working with a bunch of other people that are all from different industries, and you all have desks together and so forth and whatever. All of this makes a lot of sense in America. In fact, these are, there's several vital businesses built around this idea. Great. That doesn't make so much sense in Vietnam, not because people don't work together, but because that's provided for free already. Are there co-working spaces in Vietnam? Well, you know, places where people can work together. I'm like, yeah, you mean a cafe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but, but no, there, there's like a collaborative place where people can have meetings, like a cafe. Like a cafe, right. Yeah, uh, but, but, but Brad, they have like drinks and food and fridges. Uh, and then you can uh, you can pay using your smartphone automatically, you know, so that, and I'm like, like a cafe. Right, right. Yeah, uh, but no, they've got fast Wi-Fi. And Basically, like what they're saying is co-working, co-working spaces, but only the co-workers are allowed in. Yeah. They want to keep other yeah. public people out. That's, That's the only difference. Yeah. But it can be a big difference. I can see in a, in a cafe, normally in Danang you have a lot of cafes that are actually co-working space because you can distinguish it. You have a soft music table with the plugs and, and mm-hmm. stuff. So, and, and people go there and work. In short, uh, I guess the bottom line is there is ample places to work in Vietnam. Oh, it's yeah. very easy. Can you remember the last five times that you were distressed because there was no Wi-Fi or uh, phone signal available? Do you remember the last five times? Nope. In this country? Downtown Minneapolis at a nightclub with no cell phone signal because they just didn't have Because, yeah, because. Just because. It happens a lot. Here, all the Wi-Fi stuff is way, 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 and way better. <laughs> yeah, I can stream HD video from a taxi cab <laughs> off the taxi cab's Wi-Fi. If, uh, if I'm in Vietnam traveling by motorbike and I go, and this actually happened south of Dalat, I pulled into like a rubber plantation. Okay. That means like rubber trees everywhere, dirt floors, chickens, people on motorbikes. I pulled 40 megabits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I pulled any less, if I pulled 10 megabits, it'd be like, what gives? I would have been surprised because in Vietnam, Internet is everywhere, yeah. everywhere. I think in all Southeast Asia, it's like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malaysia is like this. Thailand is like this. It's quite serious in Asia. Internet. Amen. And, and I wanted to throw out there, too, difficult for me to describe what I personally do because I'm literally doing 30 different things at the same time. Oh, Brad, you're just a freelancer who does logo design. I'm like, sure. <laughs> uh, hey, but you're an MC. Uh, sure. Right. Uh, if someone asks, uh, you're a website promoter. Sure. Uh, you're a tour guide. Yeah. If there's money to be made, I'll do it. The important takeaway too that I want to underscore is you don't need to pick one career. You don't need to pick one job and one specialty and one thing that you do. And you certainly don't need to work for one company with uh, one boss. I'd recommend not working for one company with right. one boss. Yeah. Right. You can get fired and they can let you go or whatever. Yeah. And you're yeah. Right, right, right. But if somebody is feeling more comfortable doing this, right. start right. doing this, it's better than nothing. Uh, right. yeah, it's better than nothing, yeah. You, you, start, right. you start like this and you discover that uh, you can work without your company with your boss. Every, every person is different. If, it's, if it's, this is uh, your excuse to don't do it, don't take this excuse. Your, your life will become better once you go remote. Uh, in a lot of different dimensions. And it is less scary than you think. And it is actually more guaranteed than you think. Uh, If I were to uh, stick with one company at home and be an employee at one company, it feels more stable with air quotes. 
But in reality, that's less stable. If instead I'm working with 30 different gigs in 30 different industries with 30 different groups of people, now that's actually more stable. If somebody, I have a tiff with somebody or there's something right. I don't want to do, sweet. That's the ultimate freedom, just being able to tell anybody this, just go jump in the lake. Yeah, hey, like, jump uh, in the lake. I man. really don't like this person I'm working for. This client is kind of a douche. Okay, bye. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> when I want to go on vacation, you know, I don't have a boss to ask for a vacation. My, my vacations are not dependent on one guy and one outfit and one company and one whatever. No. Nah. I take a vacation. Granted, I got to send 30 separate messages to 30 separate groups of people. Man, by diversifying and having a diverse set of skills and doing a diverse set of freelancing things, in effect, you're stabilizing yourself such that if one really takes off, capitalize. If three of them make you zero money and you're losing money and they're a big hole, drop them. In reality, by being a freelancing digital entrepreneur, your life becomes more stable and becomes more of what you want it to be. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm going to miss home. I don't want to work remotely because I, I want to stay with my family. Okay, work remotely doesn't mean first go to Vietnam on the other side of the world. Yeah. You can stay home like most of the time and uh, when you want, do your travel, but not a one week travel like, okay, this is one week and then I will never see this place again. Okay, let's go home. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like here, maybe say one month. You miss home, you go home. Location free. And this actually happened in my own case. I went back to America for the first time in three, four years. Yeah. I mean, some of the people I work with online, you know, consulting or culture or whatever I do, it continued like normal. Yeah. I mean, there was like a two-day gap when I was in a plane. But other than that, no, we picked up where we left off. Are you in Vietnam right now? Are you in America right now? Are you in Europe right now? They don't really care. Do you uh, give me the information I need? Can you get the job done? Yes and yes. Sweet. Similarly, your clients and the people that you consult with, they don't care. If yeah, they don't care. I had this very clear in the very first moment. Of this, okay, I'm going to cooperate with you, collaborate with you, be your advisor, but I will never show in the office in my life. It's okay? Perfect. We don't care. Also with my private clients, same. You know, I'm traveling. So we have time difference. So you will not be able to call me at night, for example, Italian night, okay, no. But in the morning, I'm available. So it's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, there are some cases where I have some of my clients that want consultation, but it's like midnight America time. Oh, yeah, who else are you going to call? Nobody. But for me, it's like, whatever, 11 a.m. I'm just yeah. sitting in my office anyway. I'm having breakfast. Perfect timing, bro. I got all the time you want. To kind of summarize the big, huge main points, if you want to be a digital nomad and you want to be location independent, coming to Asia is a good idea because cost of living is low, internet is everywhere, and collaborating with uh, and working with the local Vietnamese people is in your favor. People that can help you make money here and collaborating with other expats that are also here, that would be impossible in your hometown. If you want to be a digital nomad coming to Vietnam, these are five reasons why it would be a good idea. But what do you think? Uh, mm-hmm. To kind of summarize everything, what's yep. the, what are the big takeaways here today? Yep, and don't worry so much about the technique of how you're actually going to make the money. 
emotional mastery. You're going to have to master yourself to get yourself mm -hmm. to actually do something and learn a skill that you don't currently have. It's probably going to take many skills you don't currently have. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue with becoming a digital nomad is just changing as a person. And the technique almost doesn't matter. You can go on Google and Google how to do it. So that's not a big concern. But you got to master yourself, master your schedule, master your own habits and your mentality. And overall, uh, would you say that you're happy with your decision to be a digital nomad in Vietnam? Yep. I might switch countries, but no, I'm not going to throw away what I'm doing right now. I'm not going to oh, change okay. it. Oh, okay. Right, right. Okay, so the business itself that you're building for yourself. Yeah, is... I'm going to keep that. That's yeah, good. yeah. Good answer, man. Yep. If you want to be a digital nomad, change your life, just do it. Don't overthink. Don't be too afraid. <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy about uh, my life right now. Uh, like Travis said, I don't know if I'm going to be here in Vietnam or, uh, or in another place uh, in five years. But for sure, I will not come back to my my, my work nine to five. No, yeah. uh, it's not an option right now. Maybe I can fail. Maybe I don't know. Everything is possible. But still, I will try again and again and again because this is my life. I want to thank you guys for checking everything out here today. And thank Long Dong, uh, of course. He's been shredding it out here and got a lot of future years. And thank you too, Martino. Hopefully this was useful to you guys. And hopefully um, you know that there's more options out there than just the top 10 Google list. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with your life. And all three of us want to do this uh, live stream for free to just tell people, invite you, please. Think it a little deeper on life and, and do what you want to do. Get some time freedom. Absolutely. Anyway, cheers, guys. You've been listening to the Radical Traveler podcast. This is the end of our two-part interview about the digital nomad lifestyle. In life, our most precious asset is time. I know that your time is exceedingly valuable. There's infinite other things you could be listening to. Only about 15% of people listen to a podcast to the end. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. My hope is that our time together here got you thinking, and there are a few nuggets that'll provide value for your life. I'm supposed to have some sort of call to action or advertisement right now, but you don't need me to tell you what to do. Instead, in closing... I'd like to show you the rest of the song you can hear playing in the background. It's from No Copyright Sounds. They're a global platform for artists to give away their music 100% for free. Music without limitations. This is one of my favorites, Jim Yosef, Forces. I'm done talking. If you'd like, please enjoy. Join forces. <laughs>